A goal for myself, and I would suggest it to you too, is to become a renaissance man or a renaissance woman. I was reading uh, this morning in my library. I've got this <coughs> chair, and I sit there, and I read as much as I can when I'm not too busy with other things. And I was reading one of the great classic books. In fact, the book that I was given by my grandfather, uh, Charles, when I was 16 years old, a series of books, Will and Ariel Durant, called The Story of Civilization. And um, for those of you who heard my TED Talk, I, I talk about <coughs> the story of getting these books and how they changed my life. And set me on a path, you know, for searching for this grand theory of everything, the figuring out the good life. And, um, I was just rereading it. You know, it's 11 volume set. So you never finish reading it. I've been reading it, like I said, since I was 16 and, and, uh, I think it's 10,000 pages. And, um, you know, there's a line that the, the author, Will Durant says, he says, we spend too much time thinking about the last 24 hours. And not enough time studying the last 6,000 years. The answer for you and for your life, whatever problem you might find, whatever problem I find myself in, you know, right now I'm dealing with <clears throat> hiring a lot of people, I've invested in some different companies, and you always got, you know, the problems of the frustrations of dealing with this person and that person and different personalities meshing in companies that I'm investing in. And uh, so I go back to the answers and I was reading about the uh the baroque period of art and and again you don't whether you consider yourself super intellectual or just an average person it doesn't matter you can become a renaissance man or a renaissance woman and it will round out your life you will be happier for it you will be healthier for it and you can get a hell of a lot wealthier by being a renaissance person what do i mean by that somebody who knows stuff about things uh, I was I was listening yesterday when I'm checking my email or doing random things that are kind of mindless. I just turned on YouTube. I found a video, uh, BBC, and it was about Wittgenstein, the great philosopher. And then I listened for a few minutes about Karl Marx. And you know, Karl Marx, <clears throat> whether you not agree with his communist, you know, philosophy on, on economics, he was one of the great Renaissance people. One of the, they say, the, the, it was a professor from, I think, Oxford on YouTube, and he said that Karl Marx was the last real Renaissance man. Um, and, uh, if you look at people who changed the world, tremendous impact. Now, you can argue it was negative impact. That's not my point here. My point is, if you want to have impact, both in your own life and impact on the world, whatever it is, whatever your destiny is, you can follow the example I was reading just now a few minutes ago <clears throat> while I was having a midnight snack. I was reading about Voltaire, the great French philosopher, and he worked on a, a, a writing called The Age of Louis the Fourteenth, and he read 200 volumes and, and tons of unpublished memoirs in order to come up with that thing. He was well-read. He was well-rounded. That's what you need in your life. Don't ever buy into the hype that, you know, you, and, let, and let me tread before I go, let me tread very lightly on this because there's two sides of the coin and this can be controversial, but as those of you know me, I don't shy away from controversy, right? I'm an Aries for those of you who believe in astrology. Um, and what he, what uh, 
Bull Terror was doing, what Wittgenstein did. I'll actually get to that a little bit later. It's a great story of, you know, he's the greatest philosopher uh, of our time, of the modern times, is uh, you will hear they did the opposite of the modern world. In the modern world, you are taught that, you know, love yourself, love yourself for who you are. We're all snowflakes and we're all unique and we're all special. In a certain sense, there's some truth to that. But always, like Charlie Monger the billionaire says, to find the truth, invert, flip things, move things around. If that's true, that we're all unique, then the opposite can also be true at the same time. Invert it. Maybe we're not all as different as we think. And that you must do things in your life to separate yourself from the herd, to separate yourself from the pack. I'm giving you the antithesis of the modern understanding. And for all the maybe good that this does to our quote-unquote self-esteem, it also causes entitlement. You don't deserve anything, and neither do I. Maybe at some high level, if you look at, you know, wherever you live, if you look at some political, we have the right <clears throat> to some kind of basic humanity. But you know, that's fickle. Look around the world. I read 40, 50% of people go in the world, children go to the bed, either sick or hungry, malnourished. We don't live in a world of justice. It should be a world of justice. It should be. I wish it was. You can maybe make it more just, but in the meanwhile, on your plate, towards what should be, right? You must be the creator. It starts within your brain. It starts within your brain, and the best way you can do it is to become a renaissance person, and that means taking in from the great people. You know, it's easy for me to get caught up as I do this book club. Some of you in, I read a book a day. It's very easy for me to get caught up in all the next New York Times bestseller in this. I was reading today The Secret uh, the secret Life of Oil, The Secret World of Oil by Ken Silverstein. Great book, you know, kind of a modern book on the oil industry. But I never get it up, twisted up in my brain and forget that one hour reading about, let's say, Wittgenstein. For those of you who don't know him, he was one of the great philosophers. I mean, considered probably the greatest modern philosopher. One hour with him is worth 100 hours reading anything on the New York Times bestseller. These men and women who we call classic, the classics, whether it be Voltaire, whether we, I was reading Bouchon, the, the artist from Baroque period, focusing on Picasso, focusing on Einstein, Hawking, whatever those great, great, great thinkers are. Those are the people that will turn you into a renaissance person, renaissance man or renaissance woman. I hate having to say man or woman for the, I'm not into the whole politically correct thing. I'm not gender focused here. So I'm just going to say renaissance man for the rest of the time, but let me make it clear. You could be a renaissance woman just as well. You'd be a renaissance, whatever you want to call yourself, but I hate having to keep saying it. It's a little side note. So on your way, I'll just talk about myself. I'm a man, so it's a renaissance man. On your path, if you want to go on this path along with me, you need a little art. You need to know a little bit about music, right? If somebody says the Baroque period, you know, there's, don't be an idiot. Don't not know what they're talking about. No one wants to be around you. No one wants to be around me if I'm a fool. Remember, Helen Fisher, 
the doctor, uh, the PhD who study human attraction at the social level. You know, like attracts like. That's one of the most scientifically proven, you know, social adaptions that we have. It's no coincidence that Brad Pitt married Angelina Jolie. It's no coincidence that, you know, Frederick the Great was a very intelligent king in the 1700s, made friends with Voltaire. Wittgenstein, the great thinker, approached Bertrand Russell, who was the greatest, you know, philosopher thinker of the time in, in the, you know, 100 plus years ago. Like attracts like. People ask me, Ty, how did you get mentors? That were high level because you will need mentors. You will need investors. You will need allies. You will need partners. And whatever you're doing, whether you're a business person, actor, actress, model, writer, you know, painter, whatever it is on your path, housewife, plumber, doesn't matter. You'll need allies in this social game. And the quality of your allies will be contingent upon the quality of the thoughts, the quality of your brain. So feed the brain and feed it with the last 6,000 years of great thinkers. Like Will Durant said, pick up his book. Uh, I have it on my website, tylopez.com. Got a list of, I'm continually adapting a list that you can go to and see the best books of all time. I blend old books and new books. So, you know, for those of you who get get a little overwhelmed by (laughs) Wittgenstein or you know, Voltaire or Descartes, I, I drop some modern ones in like Dr. Helen Fisher. But make no mistake, you must prioritize the knowledge that comes into your head. One of the greatest pieces of advice I've talked about before is, you know, Alan Nation, one of my mentors, told me, Ty, the secret of life is ignore 99 out of 100 people. But when you find that one great person, listen to everything they say. Will Durant has been a person like that. Karl Marx. Now, I'm not a communist. What I'm saying, Karl Marx was a great thinker. He probably was incorrect, it seems, in, in what his final conclusion, but it doesn't negate the genius that he had in terms of understanding economic systems. You know, Adam Smith, the founder of capitalism, study him too. Remember what Charlie Munger says, in order for you to take any position, okay, you must be able to argue the other side better than they can. Think of the world, the amazing world we would live in if instead of political fighting, Republicans, Democrats, liberals, conservatives, libertarians, whatever it is in the country that you're in, or Christian Jews, Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, Taoists, whatever you're, atheists. What if we lived in a world where every person that adhered to a belief was able to argue both sides? See, only a renaissance man or renaissance woman can do that, right? The ignorant masses cannot do that. They just, like the statistics show, whatever people grow up with, that's pretty much what they are the rest of their life. They're locked into the ignorant cycle. If you're born this politically, if your mom and dad were, you probably will be. No thinking, no thought. Just rote action. Oh, okay. I'm an automaton. I'm a robot. That Don't ever let that be you. Think. Think. Bring in the thoughts on capitalism. Bring in the thoughts on communism. Bring in the thoughts <clears throat> on different philosophical views, whether it be 
Wittgenstein or Voltaire. Bring in different kinds of art into your brain, whether it be Rococo, Baroque a long time ago, or modern art, Banksy doing graffiti on the street today. No Lady Gaga's latest hit, but also no box, cello, uh, you know, it's a masterpiece, one of my favorite pieces of music. Understand everything. It will make you more rounded. It will make you more intelligent. It will make you wealthier. As Charlie Munger says, one of the reasons I'm a billionaire. And by the way, he's considered, you know, many people consider him the smartest, wisest man alive right now. In many ways, especially when it comes to making money. He says, being multidisciplinary is what made me, in part, extremely wealthy. Another guy who gives this, remember I said you got to give evidence? Anytime you have an opinion, I'm trying to give you evidence so you don't have to believe me just because it's Ty saying it. But believe me because people much greater than me have said the same thing. I quoted Will Durant. I talked about Karl Marx. I talked about Wittgenstein. I just gave you an example of Voltaire reading 200 uh, uh, works just to write one book. Don't be a guy or a woman just writing a book. Most books now are just people's babbling. Read 200 books in order to come up with your one book. You want to be an actor, an actress? Study 200 great actors. Know everything about Marlon Brando. Know everything about, you know, Charlie Chaplin. Go all the way back and then know Philip Seymour Hoffman, modern day. Everywhere. That's the definition of, of renaissance. It's well-rounded. I want you to be well-rounded. I want to be well-rounded. I want to live in a world surrounded by well-rounded people. Right? But very few people will do this. You must be one of those people that do it. You must be different. Remember I said we live in an entitled world? The reason everyone doesn't do this is because we've been fed a load of BS that you're all special. Nobody's special. You make yourself special. I want to live in a world where people go, you know what? It's up to me to differentiate myself. Not a government. Not even your parents. A lot of people didn't have good parents. It might be you. Maybe you're fortunate enough to. doesn't matter. You go out and make your own destiny. Remember Alan Nation? In the 67 frameworks that I teach on how to be successful and how to make a million dollars or whatever it is you want, I've got this on my website if some of you want. It's a continual work. You can download the most recent version, the 67 steps to becoming a millionaire. Like I said, some of you want to be an artist or this, that, or humanitarian. It's the same principles. Alan Nation told me the definition of an entrepreneur is someone who remakes the world in his or her image. That must be you. you got to remake this world in your image, and you will do that by grabbing, gravitating towards downloading great thinkers. Remember, don't get caught up in, you know, some documentary you see on TV that doesn't make you great. That does. That's not a great thinker. That's a. I trust me. I know the people here. I live in Hollywood. These people putting together, splicing together documentary pieces. Some of them are smart, but half of them are morons. Go straight to the source. Pick up a book by Freud. I recommend Civilization and Its Discontents. It's a small essay. It will revolutionize your life. It's free. I've seen it free online or free on your phone. 
Don't believe the hype that Freud didn't know what he was talking about. He's beyond brilliant, whether he was perfect. Let, let me just, I want to just add one little thing, key here that's going to drop in so that you understand uh, a big mistake most people um, run into or fall prey to when they're trying to do what I'm talking about. Do not look for perfection from the person, okay? If Aristotle and Plato, they thought the world was flat. So you're not going to be able to take everything from them. As my grandpa Charles, you know, those of you who heard my TED Talk, I say, I was 16 years old and I was like, I'm just going to find one person that has all the answers. So I wrote a letter to my grandpa Charles and I said, you know, you're the smartest person I know. You got a PhD, you graduated from college at 15, you're PhD, you know, PhD in chemistry and this, and you got a 20,000 book library. Will you just tell me all the answers to life's hard question? Who I should, who, what degree I should get, whether I should go to college, what career I should pursue, where I should live in the world, what politics I follow, what, and he wrote me back. I remember being all excited. He wrote me back a letter. He didn't use email or anything. And he wrote me a letter back and he's like, Ty, sorry, I can't help you. You see, he said, you'll never find all of that from one person. So you as a renaissance person, today is a new day for you. Just make a day. Just make it up. Like Tony Robbins, the life, the great life coach says, you know, all change is in a blink of an eye. Make today your change. Who cares? Most people are like, oh, change is slow. It's not slow. You make it slow if you want. That's disabling ignorance. As Peter Drucker say to, from today, whatever today's date that you're listening to this, today's the day you became or started on the path to becoming a well-rounded renaissance person that knows a lot about a lot of important things and downloads great thinkers. You know? Great thinkers. I do not consider myself one of those great thinkers. I'm flattered that you're listening to me. But my advice, and I hope you'll heed it, is to go to people well beyond me. I hope at some level that I serve to be a to be a pointer, to be a, you know to be some kind of a directional arrow in the right direction. But in terms of the great thinkers, I'm no match for Wittgenstein. You know, learn about Wittgenstein, how he talked about language. Language is how we begin to form our reality. Profound things. Read Stephen Hawking. For those of you who haven't read Brief History of Time or his other, he has various works. Read... The story of civilization. If you can't afford to buy the whole, uh, you can get the 11 volume set on Amazon. I have a link on my site um, to a couple different places you can buy it. But buy it used. You can get it for under $100. As I've talked about before, do not, and this is one thing I can't stand to be around. So if this is you, you and I will never get along. Don't be cheap when it comes to your educational budget. If you want to be a renaissance person, you better think like an investor. Investors are willing to invest a large amount of their disposable income into things that will pay off in the long run. Education, you should be spending 30% of your money, in my opinion, after taxes and after you pay, you know, your regular bills. But you got a thousand bucks left over, don't be going on a trip to Disneyland, right? As I talk about, I got my rich friends and I got my poor friends. My poor friends spend their money on stuff that's gone the next day, like a trip to Disneyland. My rich friends buy mansions. And you might go, well, that's extravagant while I need. Well, it goes up in value. <laughs> that's a good reason. Rich friends buy Ferraris. You know, I've had a Ferrari. They, they don't drop in value. They're smarter purchases than 
you know, a car that drops in value. Now, do I think everyone needs to get a Ferrari? No. You know, but by point being, don't be a fool who's penny wise and dollar foolish. So when I say this book, you know, I don't make the money. It's not, I'm not trying to sell you something. It's on Amazon. Go buy it. Story of Civilization by Will and Aradar. It's a hundred bucks. Pass it on to your kids and your great grandchildren, just like my great, my grandfather passed it on to me. Don't be cheap when it comes. I have people that are like, eh. like I told you, I got this friend and he's always broke. Always. Always going to make it in Hollywood broke. Doesn't ever have any money, but I'll tell you what. He always has money for his Starbucks. That's why Joel Salta told me, whenever someone says they don't have money, say for that, for that. You got plenty of money. That's why you see people, you know, living in mobile homes with $5,000 rims on their car. It's because people spend and they find the money for the things they need. So invest in books, whether they be expensive or not. If you can't afford it, though, uh, Will Durant has a book called, uh, I think it's a story of history or something. It's a short version of his book. Look up Will and Ariel Durant. That's the first step, in my opinion, in the top 10 books of all time, that series, I, I recommend to you. Begin to read. Begin to understand history. Remember, we understand, we think too much in the last 24 hours and not a lot on the last 6,000, right? All the mistakes that you could be wasting decades of your year, of your life, of the prime of your life on, have been made by somebody else. Remember, don't buy the hype that you only learn through mistakes. It's flawed thinking. Of course, you're going to make a handful of mistakes, but you better make a hell of a lot less than most people or you will not stand out from the pack. It's funny. You know, I talked about my TED Talk. Everybody wants, but not everybody gets because to get, you have to stand out and to stand out, you got to do something different when everybody else is spending eight hours a day listening to pop. Music, you spend 15 minutes of that learning, you know, Mahler or listening to Brahms. I'm not asking you to become some old crotchety academic fuddy-duddy that's like, oh, just listen to the, you know, just outdated. I'm saying round yourself out. There's no reason to listen to one hour of Lady Gaga. If you love Lady Gaga, Listen to 30 minutes of Lady Gaga and 15 minutes of an audiobook and 15 minutes of some different type of music. Imagine the person you'd want to be around. Who would make a more interesting friend that would add more value to your life? Somebody that had knowledge, showed you new insights into life, passed on things they were learning to you when you're out to dinner. Hey, this, this, this. People who were interesting, who do you want to be around? You want to be around someone like that, right? Well, in the same way, you got to be the person that you'd want to be around. It's the inverse law. It's like the golden rule, you know. Be what you want, or as Confucius said, the opposite. Don't be what you don't want to be around. Who in the world wants to be around someone boring? Nobody. Yet, so few of us, and I've fallen prey, I'm guilty as well, have been boring because we're not willing to take in the inputs I want you to die and have read 1,000 books at least. I don't care how old you are. That should be your minimum goal. Remember, each day removing ignorance and each day getting a little smarter. 
Become a renaissance man, a renaissance woman. It will change your life for the better immediately. You will begin to, uh, I, I was talking to, I gave this advice, for example, to a, to a girl that uh, I mentor, a woman that I mentor, and she's single. And, and I said, read some classics. So I gave her some, the Yale classics. That's another uh, thing you can get on Amazon. It's a series of the great thinkers. And, and I gave her these uh, volume of Hippocrates. The, the founder of uh, modern medicine. And she just read it and flipped around. She came to me. She's like, Ty, it's so interesting. I didn't realize. Hippocrates was saying the Atkin diet thousands of years ago. He was saying, you know, if you eat bread too much, you get fat. <laughs> so she told, so she was, I thought that was interesting. And a couple weeks later, she came back. She's like, you know, I went on a date, first date with this guy. I was really interested in him. And while we were talking, I'm sitting there at dinner. And they brought the bread, and I just said to him casually, yeah, it's funny. You know, I was just reading Hippocrates, and he talked about not eating bread just like that kind of diet. And she said, that guy said I was so interesting. Right? He wants to go out with me again. He's, she became more interesting. Remember, reciprocal value. It's one of the cognitive biases. Reward and reciprocation. You want to grow your social life? You want to make friends, influence people? You must have a reciprocal bias going on, a reciprocal action, meaning you're adding value. They walk away from the encounter with you going, I just learned something I didn't know that was interesting to me. You'd be surprised at how little of a thing makes an impact on somebody. Uh, one of the guys that I mentor, James, he, he, meant, he uh, interviewed John Gray. The, the, the best-selling uh, New York Times, or, you know, he sold, I don't know, five million books, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, and I've got James doing exactly what I'm telling you. He's reading, he, he read, the you know, James is doing it great. He read 450-page textbook in one day by the my friend Dr. David Buss, amazing book. I think it's the number one book, most important book you can ever read as a human right now in today's, you know, today's decade, and... <clears throat> He said, while I was talking to John Gray, interviewing him, I brought up something about Dr. David Buss in the textbook. And he said at the end of the interview, John Gray was like, this was such a fascinating, one of the best interviews I've ever done. You were, I didn't even know about Dr. David Buss. I'm going to have to look into that himself. See, James added value. There was a reciprocation, a tit for tat, back and forth. John Gray was giving something that James didn't know in the interview and vice versa. And guess what? People remember you. And my friend James, you know, that I'm mentoring, he has now made an ally who's one of the top authors. And one day, James will be able to call in that favor and he will be remembered. You see, everybody wants to be successful, but most people aren't willing to put in a little bit of time and a little bit of effort to become well-rounded by understanding history, understanding past uh, great people, by studying the greats. That's what you will do. What's the definition of the greats? Read some Shakespeare. You want to become a great writer? Read Shakespeare. He's the king. I'm not asking you to read eight hours a day. It's one of the great tragedies of the modern school system. You and I have been completely repulsed uh, with the thought of reading Shakespeare or reading Descartes or reading, you know, the Grapes of Wrath by Steinbeck, or reading this because we're forced to when we're 
in eighth grade and we don't understand it and we're just here read this book and you get quizzed on it. I mean, modern education is for morons. I mean, I, I don't want to insult teachers and I know there's a lot of amazing teachers, but the structure is wrong. You watch in a hundred years. The modern education system, we're going to look back at the way we're learned, and we're, it's going to be like, holy crap, it's going to be like back when the world, we thought the world was flat. You're going to look back and, and laugh and say, what was going on in our brains, right? You know, in the 1800s, the U.S. Supreme Court passed a law that black people were not full humans. That's how retarded things were 100 years ago. I mean, the most basic understanding of human biology tells you that at a DNA level, there's basically no difference between races that races. I mean, there's difference at a certain, you know, aesthetic level and skin tone and mel, you know, melanin and stuff like that. But I mean, they were morons back then. They were some smart people who were still ignorant. I mean, Aristotle. And Plato and Socrates, you read there, they thought the earth has the ether and that it's flat. They were morons about that. Obviously, they probably were extremely high IQ people, probably higher IQ. But they didn't have all the data that we have now. And I'm telling you, 100 years from now, we will look back at our education system as Stone Age education. You and I and every child going to school right now, because of uh, education and this renaissance concept being forced upon you with no inspiration. No one wants to do it. You must lead with reward. So for you to motivate yourself, remember, just listening to this, maybe you need to listen to this twice. Maybe I can inspire you a little bit. But ultimately, you must inspire yourself by picking a reward. What is the reward you want? Do you want to be wealthy? Some of you would like to be extremely wealthy. Well, I guarantee you, I was talking about another example after Munger, well, uh, dis multidisciplinary. Google George Lucas. He's worth, I think, two to three billion dollars. He's a producer, uh, director here in Hollywood. You all, everybody, uh, in the world knows his movies. He did Star Wars, right? And made, and, and they asked him, you can Google it on YouTube. It's like a 45 minute interview with George Lucas. And he says, one of the reasons I was able to come up with this great hit is because I was multidisciplinary. I read a little fiction. I read a little this. I read a little that. And it allowed me to unlock the creative juices to create the Star Wars trilogy. There's another example. My mentors always told me, Ty, be eclectic. That was their way. You know, eclectic is another way of saying well-rounded or renaissance person. Alan Nation, one of the most eclectic people that I know. Joel Salatin, one of the most eclectic people. There's nothing entertaining about being around someone who's a one-trick pony. Find that reward that will motivate you to do these things that I'm talking about. You want to be wealthy? This will make you wealthy. You Are you an artist? As I talked about, Bouchard, the, the, the Baroque uh, artist, Picasso. These people studied other great people. If you consider yourself a thinker, someone who's smart, Wittgenstein went and learned under the greats. This was, he hunted down Bertrand Russell. He went, it's interesting, Bertrand Russell was the greatest, you know, celebrity thinker in the world. And, and Wittgenstein was a young kid and said, I want to be a philosopher and tracked him down. And the guy thought he was crazy. Bertrand Russell thought he was crazy for three months. Who is this crazy kid? But he, 
Because the young Wittgenstein didn't care. Like he just kept going persistently. As I've talked about in other past uh, talks on how to be, get a mentor, he had the persistence to continue, 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 and he learned from the greatest, Bertrand Russell, because he was well-rounded. Nicholas Tesla, he didn't learn from within. Nicholas Tesla had a photographic memory. He read and read and read and was an amazing uh, student of life. Karl Marx, like I said, one of the most high impact. He's still impacting the world now hundreds of years later. He was immensely well-read. All great people are well-rounded and I've mastered at some level an understanding of what other great people think. I want that to become you. I want that for myself too. So I recommend read a little Freud. Read a little Darwin. Read a little Karl Marx. Read a little Adam Smith. Read a little Wittgenstein. Read a little Bertrand Russell. Read some Aristotle, some Socrates. Read the words of Jesus Christ. Read the words of Buddha. Read the words of uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Read some of Nelson Mandela. Read a little bit of Einstein. Read some Stephen Hawking. Read Shakespeare. Read Tolstoy and Dostoevsky. Read some Bill Clinton. Throw some modern. Read the biography of Ozzy Osbourne. One of the funniest things you'll ever read. some Adam Carolla. He's a satirist, but yet a genius. Read the story of Michael Jordan. People who made it in sports. Read about Pablo Picasso. Read the diaries of Salvador Dali, although I will tell you it's one of the weirdest books I've ever read. I can only handle a little bit of it. But you got insight into the mind of how a mind works of a crazy artist. Read the story. Uh, read the writings of Helen Keller. You think you and I have adversity? Read the story of Helen Keller, how she made it through true adversity. You know, deaf. Blind, mute, everything. Read that. You and I have it amazing. Read the story of Charlie Munger. Read the story of some billionaires. Read some stories of people who were poor and stayed poor on purpose, like Mother Teresa, so they could give back. Do not attach yourself to one ideology or another. If you do choose to choose a path where you pick a certain ideology, whether it be Christianity, atheism, being Republican, Democrat, make sure you did it from a position of understanding everything and choosing that which you found to be the most likely to be accurate. Do not do it from a place of, oh, my mom was or my dad was this. What a weak position. I don't care what religion you are or what uh, affiliation of you know political. No one wants you in their group if you're just there because you're a non-thinker and that's why you're there. You want followers who and participants who are there because they studied everything, even the opposite side, and still concluded that I want to be Christian or I want to be a Muslim or I want to be a Republican. That's who I want to be around. You don't have to always agree with me. But you must know my side and I must know yours or we will not respect each other intellectually and I will not respect you and you should not respect me. You should only respect me when I can say, you know, well, I was 
going to be a liberal on this issue, but I read the read, you know, I read blankety blank blank liberal, but then I read this and this counter argument and I begin to piece it together in my head, my friend, and what made most sense and seemed most accurate over time as I really put some diligent thought into it was position A. And that's why I do not believe like you. That's the man or the woman I want to have dinner with. I'm sick of morons spouting their own opinion with the least level and the lowest level of understanding of both sides. And I've been guilty of it, let me add. I've been the moron in the room more often than not. But my vow is to do what Charlie Munger said. Each day, remove some of that ignorance from my life. I recommend you do the same thing. You will thank me one day. And you don't even have to thank me. You can thank my grandfather. And my grandfather can thank Will and Ariel Durant. I read he died in the early 80s, so we'll have to thank him some other way. I'm sure if he was alive and his wife was alive, by the way, it's a great story. He and his wife wrote it together. They were madly in love with each other and spent their whole life writing this story of civilization and left us with you know 10,000 pages of the greatest wisdom on history that we could read instead of having to read it. You can read just their books. It's a great story. Again, expand the mind. Focus on the big areas. Read different philosophies of health. If you are a vegan or a vegetarian, I don't want to hear it until you know everything about paleo and everything about grass-fed beef. And then if you choose to be a vegan or vegetarian from a position of knowledge and strength, I will respect you and listen to you. And in the same way for me, if I have no grounds for what I believe, do not respect my opinion. Forget, I, I, I do not believe, I'm diametrically opposed to the belief that we should respect all people. We should respect all people in the sense that, you know, there's no reason to abuse or make fun of people. But we do not have to respect all ideas the same. They're, that is a fool's opinion. You think if you go to a doctor who says, hey, you broke your leg, I want to put a cast on it, and you talk to some superstitious person that's like, oh, well, just you know, put this chicken bone and wave it three times. Do you think you should respect both of those ideas the same? Do you think you should respect the philosophy that the world is flat, which many scientists thought, or the, the belief? No, I don't respect that at all. I can respect people. You get what I'm saying. I don't need to be politically correct here, hopefully. I can't stand spending 15 minutes backpedaling from my point. I think my point is self-evident. I want you to be somebody who knows about health, who understands a little bit about the Atkins diet, what was good, what was bad, who understands a little bit about uh, <clears throat> paleo, a little bit about Arnold Schwarzenegger's view, a little bit about yoga's view of health, flexibility, I want you to know the counter arguments to each side so that you can argue each side and then settle on your opinion on how you should live when it comes to food and health and exercise. I want you to understand money. For some of you, your path is to be like Mother Teresa and take a vow of no money so that you can be an example of the world, more like the Dalai Lama. But I want you to understand capitalism before you do that. And some of you may tend to be more socialist or capitalist. I want you to do that after after you've examined the other side. For those of you who love capitalism, get out there and figure out why Karl Marx was so influential. I'm a capitalist for the most part, and Karl Marx, if you read it, he was a genius. He made some good points. He said that at some level, 
profit is made at the expense of over uh, it at the expense of others because you underpay them the full value they bring to the table. Do I think that's completely true? No, but it's a brilliant thought that I should at least take five minutes out of my life by the time. And the average person lives 70, 80, 90 years. You better have run that thought through your head. You know, like the old hip-hop saying, check yourself before you wreck yourself. People who don't know anything about capitalism or don't understand Adam Smith. I meet people that are very socialist and anti-capitalist. They don't know what they're talking about either. You can tell right away. Increase the quality of your ideas when it comes to money. Understand the stock market. Understand derivatives. Understand mortgage tranches. Understand the world. Do you want to be like Sam Chupp, the Amish guy, told me. I was lived with him for a year in, in Virginia, and he said, Ty, there's three kinds of people in the world, people who make things happen, people who watch things happen, and people who wonder what happened. You want to be a wonderer? No. Be a knower. Know a little bit about money. A lot about money, in fact. You'll spend the next 30 or 40 years of your life acquiring it. You better know it. Read the great thinkers on money. Bill Mead, read Milton Friedman. And read Mao Zedong. You know, read it all. When it comes to love, don't just <clears throat> go, oh, I think love is the, you know, romance is beautiful and this and that. Read the other side of the story. Read about arranged marriages in India and how they are highly successful. And if you grow up in India, read the other side. Read how Dr. Helen Fisher says romantic love is intrinsic and even animals have it. So that you can see that it's not all about business when it comes to love. Understand social dynamics. Right? Read how to win friends and influence people. But yet read the other side. Read Freud to understand the subconscious and the human psyche. Read, read, read the great thinkers on uh, uh, this this thing that we call our social life. Read Dr. David Buss. All right? Go back old, too. You don't have to just read new. Read Casanova. <laughs> right? He was a master of social and understanding how at times you must be the chameleon and you must be changeable and show different parts of your personality in order to get along in a group. Must master your social. You must be a Renaissance person in your social life. And lastly, that well, that happiness. Read about happiness. Read civilization as discontents. Don't just say, "Oh, I'm meant to be happy." And don't be entitled. Earn your happiness. Earn your happiness. Read Jonathan Haidt, Happiness Hypothesis. Read what Plato was and Socrates and Aristotle. They spoke of a concept called eudaimonia, which means the good life. Kanye West in his song, The Good Life, he's not the first man to be talking about the good life. They were talking about that thousands of years ago. Will Durant wrote a book on, you know, life. Read Martin Seligman on authentic happiness. Become a renaissance person when it comes to happiness. Remember the intangibles, a little art, a little music, both the last 24 hours and the last 6,000 years. Learn about charity. Study the great charitable people, whether they be Bill Gates and his foundation giving away billions, their whole fortune, or whether it's the Dalai Lama changing the world with Eastern thought, Mahatma Gandhi, mother, you know, Mahatma Gandhi giving up any colonial uh, foods or items in order to bring independence. 
For those of you who want to change the world, study revolutionaries. Study Nelson Mandela. How did he do it? How did he cause revolution? Read Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. and Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. And so on it goes and it goes. If you're a man, read stories of great men. If you're a woman, read stories of great women. But remember, if you're a man, also read the stories of great women. And if you're a woman, also read the story of Genghis Khan. The opposite of feminine energy, right? A conqueror. Don't just read the good people, although I recommend you spend most of your time. But it's okay to read a little bit about Adolf Hitler. A horrible person, but he had high impact, and there's a lessons there. Remember, I think it was Abraham Lincoln said, I learn from everybody, just sometimes things I don't want to do. Learn from the mistakes. Learn from the delusion of Adolf Hitler. Read some fiction, but not too much fiction. Well-rounded means you're also reading a textbook sometimes. Read stories of peace if you're a pacifist, but also read stories of war because war is part of life, whether or not you agree with it. Hey, I don't agree with dying, but one day I will die. So I don't care if you agree with eating meat or not eating meat. It's part of the world you live in. And remember, in order to exact change and to implement change and to affect change upon the world, you must understand why things are like they are now. If you're a feminist, you must understand the counter-argue to feminism. And there are many. You've heard the saying that women make 90, you know, whatever, 50 cents to the man's dollar. Well, there's a counter-argument to that. That ambitious women make the same as men. And maybe it's levels of testosterone and the fact that men don't ever have to take off because they don't give birth. I'm not saying which side's right. I didn't say that that side is right, but make sure you understand it. For those of you who are extremely, I was at dinner uh, with somebody, a woman here in LA, we're down Sunset Plaza at Sushi, one of my favorite sushi places. And we just, I just saw that she was not ready to be well-rounded. She was sure that her spiritual Eastern understanding of the world and everything is one. She was sure that it was true. And I didn't have much respect for that because I saw that she was not able to elaborate and explain both sides and to show me why she has a valid opinion because she carefully weighed both sides before she came to opinion. Let me end by saying almost every horrible thing in this world comes from people who are not renaissance people do you think renaissance people go to war and are as violent as people who are ignorant no most crime comes from ignorance by doing what i'm talking about not only not what i'm talking about what will durant talk about not only are you improving yourself but you're changing the world at the same time there would be no jihad and no holy wars if people were striving to understand both sides even if they end up in the long run not fully agreeing you know an amish guy david chuck told me because he's amish you know living the electricity and i asked him how do you deal with this world you see all around you and you know you're so different and he said ty my dad told me he was a wise man that it takes a lot of different people to make the world go around you see in the philosophy i'm talking about don't worry 
Don't think, well, Ty, if I follow that, I'll end up with no backbone and I'll have no opinions. No, you'll still have your opinions. Humans have different constitutions, different experiences. You will come up with a different one than me. I'm not asking us all to become robots and formulaic. I am saying by following this approach, you will become more powerful in your belief and you'll be in less conflict with me to a certain, I mean, to a certain extent, some philosophies will be, uh, directly, you know, contradictory no matter what and they will be at odds. But for the most part, we could take the level of conflict down in the world from, you know, a level 1000 down probably to a level 300 by just this thing. The point of life is not to eliminate all competition and all stress. Some of it is good. A little economic stress, a little strife does a body good over time. But the world we live in, it's too much. It's too much. And it's because this message that you're becoming a part of by listening to this is not being spread. Help me spread the message. Right? I'm not a preacher to you. You become the preacher. I'm just passing on to you what people much wiser than me have taught. I'm just a messenger, right? I don't consider myself a genius. Uh, compared to some people, I'm a fool. And compared to others, I might be a genius. It's all relative, my friend. Compare yourself to people much beyond you. When I read this, you know, if you ever read Wittgenstein, the philosopher, and you think you're smart, read Wittgenstein. <laughs> it will bring you back down to realize that you might be good at basketball, but Michael Jordan might step on the court and he'll put you in your place and he'll put me in my place. Stay humble. Uh, if you, I, I recommend for those of you who are not on my book of the day club, go to my site. It's completely free. Tylopez.com. It will make you a more well-rounded person. I read a lot of books on different subjects. You can get that for free if you don't always have the time. It's at tylopez.com. It's right there some pop-up or wherever you'll figure it out. Uh, I also have the book recommended book reading list on the, on my tylopez.com again, completely free. Uh, and I've got the 67 steps to becoming a millionaire. It's just a simple PDF, but it comes along with it. There's five different audios you can listen to, uh, to understand it. But, uh, but these are frameworks you can begin to memorize for some of you, uh, join my academy put a little shout out for my academy. It's a private mentoring. It's called a millionaire mentor academy. Uh, it's causing a revolution. I see already thousands of people are in it. Um, but yet it's built so that you get specialized attention. Now I don't always have time to, to mentor you one-on-one if you would want me to help you. Uh, but I've built out the best of what my mentors have taught. It's a combination of, you know, live calls that you can be on and recorded things that you can listen cost a little bit of money. You can check it out on my site. It's not very expensive. Uh, if any of you are truly destitute and I, by that I've talked about, you know, living out of your car and truly have no money, don't take advantage of my generosity here because I f- never feel guilty about charging for something that has a lot of value. But for those of you who need a scholarship, email me at ty, com. for 99% of you listening does not qualify if you're want to, you know, buy a new pair of jeans so you don't want to spend the money on this. Uh, so that's the only thing that I charge for. The 67 Steps is free. The recommended reading, all the blog articles that I have, and my book of the day is completely free. About 70 to 80% of everything that I know I give away for free. The more advanced stuff that takes me, you know, 200 hours to record, like a full business academy, white to black belt on how to go from poverty or scarcity like I had and to go to the different levels 
go up to financial independence, get into wealth and get into impact and prosperity. You know, those are things that we spend a lot of time on. And uh, so you can check those on. If you look on my site, there should be a link to Millionaire Mentor. Check me out on Twitter, at TyLopez.com. I've got a pretty big, i got a hundred and, I don't know, almost 200,000 Twitter followers. Uh, my Facebook, Ty Lopez Official. Uh, leave me one big thing. If you're listening on this podcast or if you're not on my podcast, ask one favor after I do these. I don't know how long I talked for, but could you leave me a, I got, my podcast is one of the fastest growing ones right now in the world. And it's by help from you just subscribing and give me a rating. Give me your honest opinion. Hopefully I'm not a one star. Hopefully I'm a five star. Leave a little comment. And, uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, uh, I'm at Ty Lopez official on YouTube, put a lot of videos there. Leave me a comment here. I love to interact. If you go to my site and you join my book of the day, I've got a private inbox. You can write me. I actually answer my messages there. So it's a good way to talk to me. I can't promise I'll always answer you immediately. Sometimes it takes me a few days to get to you, but I do my best, uh, to help. Some of you join my the private millionaire mentor academy. Um, it changed your life. It's amazing the reviews. But remember, that's my little pitch here. <laughs> this isn't the goal. I didn't do this. Most of my I, I'm an investor. I make my money in other things. Um, so this is I do not do this for money. I do this out of a feeling that I was helped by others, and I would like to help other people. Remember, if you take one thing away from this, be well rounded. Learn from the greats, both in the last, those who are living now and those who have lived 6,000 years ago. Don't buy into the hype that you deserve success. You do not. No one deserves anything. You earn it. You make the world in your own image. You want greatness. You make your world great. And you start like the seven habits of highly effective people. Start with what you can control. You can control yourself. You cannot control Republicans, Democrats, war, you know, vegans, meat eaters. You can't control geopolitics right now. You can control yourself. And that sounds trite and it sounds, oh, that's cliche. I've heard that before. No, think about what I'm saying. I'm not ta- I'm not some, you know, kumbaya person here. I'll lay it on you raw. I'm saying if you download the consciousness of the smartest people in health, the smartest people in wealth, the smartest people in social, friends, family, romance, those people who have gone through the mistakes, you're going to cut 20 years off your learning curve. Nothing worse in life than a long learning curve. I can tell you that. Unless you're a sucker for punishment, you better learn fast. Learn fast. Change your life. All right? Leave me a comment. Let me know if you agree. If you disagree, I ask you one thing. If you disagree with me, which I hope some of you do because I'm definitely fallible and make mistakes, tell me why with some evidence. I try to present evidence for the things that I present. If you disagree with me, Give some evidence why. I'm always up for good, powerful, and well-thought-out debate. Thanks so much. Check out tylopez.com and uh, stay strong. Talk to you soon.